Welcome back to another episode of the Lindale Station Podcast. I am Alan Goodwin, our student pastor here at First Baptist Church Lindale, and one half of our family ministries team with Ashton Hudson, your reigning Christmas movie draft champion from 2020, and your children's minister and the other half of your family ministries team, and... uh, it's, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. If you noticed, um, he just referenced our last episode with the Christmas movie draft champion, and that shows how long it's been since we made an episode. We took a little break for the holidays. We just chose to do that break after the holidays. Um, but in all seriousness, we've had a lot going on um, through the end of the year um, in both of our lives personally and ministry, um, and this podcast has been something that kind of got put on the back burner for a little bit, but we are so excited to get back into it and continue just to share a little bit about um, ourselves to our church body. Uh, I know, jokingly, like I, I planned in my head we'd do like a New Year's resolution podcast, and uh, my resolution is to uh, not miss recording podcasts. And clearly, I failed those, much like a lot of people do with the their resolution of going to the gym. So yeah, uh, it's a muscle we're gonna have to work on and flex here, and. Uh, keep it going so we are glad you're back and listening uh, but i mean we're you're practically done with february and yeah. uh, we've got lots of things that have happened we've had different events with students you had your super bowl night which was fun mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things happening here at the church uh opening up just different ministries here we've got stuff coming up i've got things planned with the kids but um, something big's happening really soon uh, with our students. So, Alan, uh, drop us some knowledge here. Here in about a week and a half, we are going to be going to Asheville, North Carolina with our students to Camp Cedar Cliff, and there we're going to be having our spring retreat 2021. We're so excited for this retreat. I think it's going to be a blast. I don't know why, uh, but God just really, for some reason, um, chooses to use times like this with students when they get away, whether it's camps, retreats, Anything that causes them to like leave their normal environment to get out of their normal bubble, God really uses these times in some great ways. And I'm very excited for this. Um, just with the world and as tumultuous as things have been, we weren't able to do extreme winter um, uh, right around New Year and some other things going on. So this is great. It's my first trip actually with our students here. So I'm super, super excited about that. But I'm also super excited for what we're going to be talking about at retreat. And we thought um, that that might be a great thing to kind of share with our church body, um, kind of what the theme would be. We actually just introduced today on social media, this is Thursday, the day we're recording this, um, the theme for Spring Retreat 2021. And this theme is counterculture. Um And I thought for a minute, maybe I'd just kind of unpack a little bit about what this means. Starting out with counterculture, you have to know what culture is first, right? And culture, uh, according to Alan's paraphrasing of his memory from the dictionary, um, is really just like um, things like arts, foods, um, tons, (laughs) way more than just arts and foods, but those are like the only things coming to my mind. It's basically just all the things that make a group of people or a nation um, who they are. Um, And I grew up in Louisiana, so I thought maybe I'd tell a little bit about some of the things that made up our culture where I'm from. And then Ashton will maybe educate me a little bit about ways that the culture here in Georgia is similar or different. In Louisiana, um, 
it is so different than really anywhere else in so many ways. And it truly is one of those melting pot areas um, within the world and within the United States. Um, I loved growing up in Louisiana. spent lots of time in South Louisiana, even though I grew up in North Louisiana. I have a lot of family from down there. And that's really the cultural hub of our state in the Baton Rouge, Lake Charles, New Orleans area. Um, and Louisiana is known for its Cajun um, accent, Cajun dialect from the French Acadian people, um, and our Cajun food. We are very much known for our Cajun food. Um, probably the majority um, of which people would think of would be gumbos, jambalaya, uh, etouffee, things like that. But when I think of Cajun food, I go no further than a good crawfish bowl. I love and miss your crawfish bowls so much. Um, if you notice, yes, I'm saying bowl, um, not a boil. <laughs> it is a crawfish burl. Um, and I love that so much. Um, we eat a lot of king cake right around Mardi Gras, which is where we are right now. We're in Mardi Gras season, although that has been canceled this year. Um, no, many people are sad about that. And we are just a people in Louisiana who love to have fun. We're very, very passionate about, um, many things, um, whether it's our sports teams, whether it's our culture, whether it's our history. Um, I think the thing that would sum it up a lot is Louisiana people know that they're different. They know that their environment's different. They know their ecosystem's different. Um, everything. They know their history's a little bit different than everywhere else around them, especially in the South. Um, and they love that. They love that. They're very proud of how different they are, um, which makes it kind of hard to grow up there and not feel anything but pride in your state. So that's just a little bit about our culture in Louisiana. Ashton, what's the same or different here? Um, well, I feel like Louisiana is, uh, for I guess that you could kind of group it together, they have a major football team. Like, there's there's other teams there, but, like, you've got LSU. Like, yeah, there's there's uh, ULL, and then there's ULM, and then uh, Tulane, and stuff like that. But, like, you've got LSU. Well, in Georgia, we've got University of Georgia, which clearly we know is far superior. And then the, there's some folks that... Uh, How about them? The uh, North Avenue Trade School. I mean, uh, Georgia Tech. Hmm. And uh, it smells a little bit when you get there. And like I feel like a culture that's set in Georgia is always uh, we have a football culture, uh, typical like Friday night lights. Maybe not as big as they do in Texas, but you know uh, that type of idea. But Georgia is it's a really large melting pot with like pockets of flavor. Like you go down to Savannah and you're gonna get the shoreline. And you're going to get the beachgoers and the St. Simons and the Jekyll Island. And, like, you get the islandy beach vibe piece. But then you not even travel an hour away from that. And you're in, like, the plain area and farmlands and, like, Vidalia, Georgia, when there's, like... Home of the fighting onions. <laughs> and, like, you get Cairo, Georgia and, you know, the Cairo syrup. And you just have all of these, like, agricultural aspects... And then all of a sudden you like flip a switch, go up the interstate ten miles, and you're in Atlanta, and it's skyscrapers, apartments, and everything you can imagine. The Starbucks every other corner, and, um, where we have no targets here in Rome. There's like seven targets within a twenty mile area, and so I feel that 
our culture has been growing and developing for a long time. I know personally for myself, um, even though I've lived and grown up in Georgia for 28 years, I still don't think I fully know the Georgia culture hmm. just because of like who my family are. Like a bunch of Northerners uh, that were transplanted down here. And so like when they raised me, I was raised like, yes, I enjoy sweet tea, but uh, I will drink unsweet tea from time to time. Um, don't cast me out on that one. Gross. Uh, but I mean, I, I think like, you know, the, I feel like I've never heard more people debate the word pecan or pecan yeah. than in the state of Georgia. Yeah. There's pronunciation issues, um, in Georgia. I would say it, it is a, it is a problem. Um, for Louisiana, I mean, we, we pronounce certain words correctly. It's just everyone else does it wrong. Like, um, and, and Georgia people would agree, um, when you wrap something up in that shiny metallic paper um, to keep it and, and help preserve it or to, to make a lid for that casserole dish that you've long lost the lid to, you wrap it in aluminum foil, right? I don't know what this nonsense foil is that people keep saying. If you need to go have that liquid changed out of your car that lubricates your engine, you go have an oil change. Therefore, you have a crawfish bowl, I don't know why it takes people so much to get around to that, but I think Georgia, what I've noticed is the eyes. The eyes are a hard thing. Um, in Louisiana, you would go get ice. You need to go get a bag of ice. In Georgia, it is, got to go get some ice. You got to go get a bag of ice. You got to turn on the lights. You have Friday night lights. It's just so funny listening to this kind of really open, drawn-out eye sound. But I would say coming in from the outside, I think there's so many things. Been from North Louisiana, there is like a little bit of just kind of the, when I say generic, I don't mean it in a bad way, but the generic Southern culture that most people in the South can get with. And that's there with a lot of the flavor kind of permeating up from South Louisiana. And in Georgia, it feels like you've got so many different things. You do have that beach area. You have the plains area. You have huge sprawling urban environments in the, in the, um, subdivision areas around that uh lots of universities that are large thriving universities um and then you've got up here in north georgia you have you're in the foothills of the mountains and those are just so so many different types um of ecosystems so many different types of jobs and careers that come out of that whether it's like i don't know i think of like north georgia as like iron workers and then i think south georgia is like farmers and coastal workers and that's that's such a cool thing that i think is probably not present in a whole lot of places um so georgia does have a unique culture to itself and i think the cool thing that i just think about so much is that all the things that make up our culture are things that god created um god is the inspiration um whether we know it or not, God is the inspiration behind all the art that we create. God made everything that our eyes find beautiful. God is, God is designed and orchestrating and created those things. Uh, the things that make us different uh, were breathed out by God. Um, the creativity that we see displayed in creation around us and therefore us as creative people made in God's image who take the things that he's made and apply uh, creative abilities that he's given us all. Like God is behind what makes our culture so beautiful. God is behind all the best parts of our culture and culture was designed by God. It was designed with a purpose. 
It was designed to give him glory. Like all things from humanity, we were designed and created to give God glory. Does that mean that we always do? No. And something has happened. When sin came into the world, this design for glory has changed. Um, it has been um, perverted. It has been changed. It has been um, destroyed in a way. And that same thing has happened to our culture. Our culture that was designed to bring glory to God doesn't do that. So what do we do? This is the big question that we're looking at this weekend. What do we do living in a world um, that's culture, the very things that we love, no longer gives God glory as, as it was intended to? What then becomes our relationship with culture? And I think one of the, the big things, I don't want to give too much away, but I think one of the big things that we want to combat this weekend is this idea um, that to live truly a countercultural lifestyle means that we have this kind of higher level of um, morality or behavior than everything else. And, and that's simply not it. That's, it's, it's too easy um, of a way to describe it because if you just want better morals and if you just want to live like the best things that the world has to offer instead of the worst, well, there's a million self-help books out there that can tell you how to be a better person and that can give you tips on how to do good things and not do bad things. It requires something different. And in Second John, we see this um, this very clear challenge to, um, and I might have gotten that wrong. I don't think about it. it might be First John chapter two. I think it is First John chapter two, fifteen through seventeen. We see this clear critique um, of the world today and the things that the world is about. But John never says, "So you must do the opposite of everything the world does." What he simply says is, "Do not love the world." And then he tells us what the world has to offer, and he tells us that that is fading away. He says, do not love the world. So to live differently than the world doesn't have anything to do necessarily with our actions, but it has everything to do with the object of our love and affection. For us to live counterculturally, for us to um, live in a way that gives God glory as we were designed to, for us to create a countercultural culture that gives God glory means that we must love differently than those people that are around us. We must love God, we must love others, and we must love in an appropriate way. So I'm so excited for this, for this retreat, to talk about this and to really unpack and um, just for us all, for the students, for myself, for the adults, for all of us to be reminded um, that what God cares about um, far more than our mor than our morality or our actions is the object of our affection. And I'm so excited to talk about that. I'm so excited for that reminder, even for myself. It's been so good to work through this. Um, and that's going to be just a little bit of a sneak peek for what we're talking about at Spring Retreat 2021. Now, I know that you're going to have, you've got some amazing messages. We've had the conversations here in the office that you've been planning. And our students are privileged to the fact that they get to hear it at the retreat, but maybe some of our listeners, maybe some of our other our church members who have busy lives can't make it in that weekend. They're not a part of our student ministry. They they they're called or they they want to know more about this. Uh, they want more than just a Sunday morning message from Eric. They want more than just their small group Bible study time. Maybe they want to hear these messages about counterculture. How can they go about doing that? Well. Good news. We're going to be recording these um, so that, first and foremost, for any students who 
um, for whatever reason can't be there. Uh, we would love for them to still be able to hear and see some things that have gone on through the trip, but also hear the messages and um, not just to be like, hey, here's what you missed, but for them to, you know, to really still be a part and, for, and to still experience and hear the same things. Um, one of those things that we hope is a marker for our student ministry, even the students who couldn't be there. Um, but also for our adults, like Ashton was talking about, either adults who do serve and can't be there um, or the adults who maybe don't serve in student ministry um, and just want to know what our young people are being taught. We're going to be recording these lessons. It's still a little up in the air, whether it will be video or audio and video, but we're going to be recording these and we're going to be putting them out on the church website um, very soon after the retreat. You can expect in the one to two weeks out from the retreat, you can see those starting to pop up on the student page on the website. So if you want to um, see them, if you want to see these videos or listen to these sermons in whatever format they can be on, just pay attention to our student ministry social media, um, to our Facebook page, and to our Instagram account, um, and then to the church pages as well. Just be able to see when we go live with those recordings from retreat. So I'm excited for your retreat, for what these uh, kiddos, the students, the students going to hear when they take off and they head up to Asheville, North Carolina. It's going to be beautiful. Um, hopefully, y'all are back with us with Lindell Station. We've got some great episodes planned, some uh, guests we're going to bring on to the show, some more amazing content coming your way. Um, but I, I just want to let y'all know, we, I love y'all. Alan loves you. We are here for you. If you want to contact us or know more about our church, you can visit our Facebook page. Just search FBC Lindell of Georgia. You can go to fbclindell.org. More about the, the students, it's FBC Lindell students. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook. You can find more about our kids, and Treehouse Kids. Uh, just look that up, and then our men and our women both have their own Facebook pages with different events going on. Our, our Ladies Connection group, uh, they've got weekly recipes and Bible study. They have different times where they come together. They've done movie nights. Our men are getting ready for uh, their Brotherhood Boil, which has uh, been planned almost two years coming. And so just so many things that are happening. And as our students get to hear about culture, and they get to hear about that, I hope that also encourages you as listeners to think about the culture that is around you. What type of culture you're presenting yourself in and then take that and think about the ministries we have here. How can our ministries help set you up for success, help frame the culture that you're living in? Um, but until next week, uh, I want to leave you on one thing. Pecan or pecan? <laughs> or pecan. <laughs> What, what, do you, what do you say? Is it a pecan? Is it a pecan? What it's is pecan, it? pecan. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. All right. That's it. That's the, that's the official one. It's pecan. Uh, if you say it any other way than that, you're wrong, but we still love you. But we will catch you next week, guys. Lindell Station, out. Peace. Peace.